Well, we welcome everyone here this morning to Grace Point Church. I want to welcome our guest. My name is Pastor Rich Lee, pastor here, and I'm really glad you're here today. And again, uh, continue this week to lift up uh, Airmen from Dias and those from Oregon. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that some in the sermon. But last week, who was here last week? Last week, we had something special that took place. Uh, we had some, we did a uh, series, we're in a series now called Simplify, and we, we talked about relationships, and I had a couple, did you bring your, okay, I had a couple people actually draw and do some art while we were um, doing worship and preaching, because I believe God speaks through all things, he does speak through uh, worship, he speaks to a path through uh, speakers, he also speaks to the art, and I had uh, Manny was one of the guys, I know the other young lady, she was a militia, she's not here, she's up at the, um, she's up at our, um, uh, spring, our uh, fall retreat with the college students, and, um, but I'm going to have him come up, he's going to show what he, he wrote, and he's gonna actually going to um, sh- tell you exactly what God had told him while he was drawing. Um, here you go, I got it. Good morning, everybody. Um, can you guys, I'm sorry, the poll? Can you all see that? I'll come down, you talk. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Banner. This was the uh, second time I ever painted before. Uh, I normally just draw with p- pencils and ink, and I just started uh, formally training at uh, TSDC in digital art. And um, Pastor Rich approached me and wanted me to, to paint during a service, like he said. And I was scared, of course, because doing it in front of people is different than doing it in my home. Um, reaching out and making that first step was monumental for me to do in front of people. Uh, I want to thank you guys for not throwing tomatoes at me while I was doing it, uh, because it was, it was nervous. Right? I was glad I had my back to you guys. <laughs> um, but if you look at the painting, the hope you notice the first thing is the wings and the hands clasped at the bottom, because that's the, uh, the focal point and the beginning to what he was talking about, holding hands and, and making that connection and building that relationship. The arms themselves go up in complementary colors, blue and orange, opposite of the color wheel, to create a gigantic heart because uh, Christ's love is his ultimate uh, uh, gift to us, is his love and his forgiveness for us, and it's symbolized by the heart for me anyways. But you can also see other hands reaching down to pull somebody up and reaching out to make that connection, and it becomes a symbol of the cross, as Jesus did for us and died, and, and he, he, he saved us and he made us. It just came out to me. I, I've never painted free thought painted like that before and he spoke to me the holy spirit guided me through this image you can see the the holy spirit's down at the bottom protecting the hands that are already clasped because when we make that that pact with each other to become friends and become relationship and hold on with god we're protected by the holy spirit from then and whatever we do from then forward is protected by god and ordained by god it's it's his will to be done whenever we uh we, we join together, and then we can pull people up and reach out to those that need us once we first make connections with everyone around us. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, you guys can see this the rest of the time if they keep it up for you guys. And when you, when you have a doubt or, or wonder what your purpose is or what you're doing, remember you're not doing it alone. Right. Go out and reach somebody, join a life group, talk to somebody, and, and make that, that class so you can reach out and, and help somebody else out of their, their troubles. Thank you, everybody. Amen. Awesome. Isn't that amazing or what? And we're going to be putting that up in our, connect, in our cafe outside, and um, we're going to be doing more of that. We want you to show that God speaks through all levels.
Today we'll talk about how he specifically speaks to his to the word, to the Bible. Today we call this one um, simplify number four, fully surrender. And the goal is for I want you to understand how we can fully surrender our lives and let God's word lead us. Let Him be the lead of our lives. God's word is alive and it's a living. It's not dead. It's inspired by God, wrote, written by God, and it's there for our, our direction in life. Um, there's a thing uh, that I used to do when I was in the military. At the time, it was called Air Crew Life Support. Now it's called um, Air Crew, I think it's uh, equipment, something, since I retired 15 years ago. And I had to, I was a survival instructor. And as a, a young man from New York City, out in the woods, that wasn't comfortable. <laughs> but to teach others how to navigate and, and to survive in a hostile environment, I had to go through all that. And I learned a lot through it. And one of the things they taught us, which probably some of you younger folks, uh, you've never heard of a compass because now you have what we call a phone. And where we used to go and um, go and do exercises, I had to do a day exercise and night exercise on navigation. If you ever open up a compass, it's, it's uh, the North, United, I mean, the, America, uh, the world's gravitational pull, the Earth's gravitational pull is north and south. Well, a compass always, when you pull it out, if it's working, because I used to inspect them too, it's always going to be pointing true north. And if you know, whenever you are, you can go true, you know, where, you can identify true north. And if you want to go anywhere else, you can make adjustments and you can go in the right direction. But unless you know where true north is, you will never go in the right direction. And I look at our America, we kind of lost our moral compass on what true north really is. And then we, we don't know where we're going sometime, and it seems like morally we just try any other direction, hope that works. Well, the Bible, the way God create, put the Bible together for us is, as people to be led his true north, we identify with that particularly, and any other direction he guides us, it's up to him. But at least we know exactly where we're going True north is where we want to always be going with God. And that's what the Bible does. It takes us to the true destination where we need to go. It takes us to the gravitational pull. And how many know the, Bible, the God will pull you one way, but our, our uh, flesh will pull us another way? Like, I can't have this open here in this building because I, if you didn't know, when we put this building together, all our studs are metal studs. And anything with metal will throw the compass off. So you had to go up to a clearing outside and you get true north. But here it would be kind of hard because everything's bouncing off in here because we have metal studs all through the walls. And, but the way the Bible's been put together and the way God has designed it, his word, he desires us to be led by his word. And our daily life. The Bible is put together our daily life. Proverbs 16, 20 says this, whoever gives thought to the word will discover good and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Whoever gives thought to the word. We're going to go through a, a um, part of a 
psalm in the Bible, Psalm 119, the first part of it. You know about Psalm 119? I'll give you a couple. Of, I'll give you some information. It's a wisdom psalm. It's about wisdom. It celebrates the Word of God. And with the psalm, they use 12 different terms to describe God's Bible, God's Word, His decree. And the greatest thing is, is they use it over 180 times. But the psalmist, when you read this, he cannot stop praising God for his mercy and goodness and providing his people with instruction for living daily and a life of destiny. How many want something you can just read and you know exactly where you're going? And you don't need Siri telling you. Because Siri gets it wrong, especially driving in Dallas. And then you see yourself, a grown man or woman, screaming at your phone, at a robot. <laughs> and what we're going to do is go through Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. And it's talking about our true, trying to discover our true north. And how they put, the, how they put this, this in the Bible, how they put this together about the word pure, our pure destination. Psalm 119, starting in verse 9. It starts off with a question. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, another word, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts, another word, and I will fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statues, another word, and I will not forget your word. And this is the psalmist talking about there's a way that's pure, and there's a way that's our way. The word pure in here means to cleanse, to be innocent, to be perfectly clear. That's what that word pure means. How can I stay pure? How can I stay innocent? How can I stay perfectly clear on where I'm going and what I'm doing? And when, I, when you look at this, I'm going to pull two things out of it. There's a, um, the first one is there's a path of purity, and then we can stay on that path. There's a path of purity, and we can stay on that path. How, you, how many of you know there's a path of purity, at every decision point we make, when I was running my compass, there was a fork in the road. Is true north here, or do you go here? Now, they, they really set us up with this. They would have us go lead out, and they already had set the course for us to go out. And we're, we're navigating through the rough terrain. And it's about maybe when my team was about 10 of us, and each one had chances to take charge, and go. And the instructor already knew where we were going. It was not the easiest terrain, through waters, through swamp, all that. But it was amazing. In the beginning, the ground was just nice and level. And everyone was happy, as long as we were following me or whoever. The minute we hit a rough spot, you start hearing the grumbling. You don't know where you're going. This can't be the way. There's a clearer path over here. Why do we have to go through the water? Are you crazy? You can hear them all, and you're starting to lose confidence. Oh, my gosh. And you're getting graded on it. 
And then you're saying, I cannot wait till they get up front. And then you hear yourself, he doesn't know where he's going. He don't know what he's doing. And they take you to the roughest part. I remember going into an area, and I stepped on his, on his water, and there was a log there. And I had to grab on, get in the log, and then go under. Well, it was slow motion. I, grabbed, I stood on the log, grabbed on, and it was just slow motion. The, the, uh, the top log broke. And I had this 40-pound pack on me. Guess where I was going? With the compass. Bam! He said, and my instructor, you okay? I'm fine. I'm the oldest guy on the team. I said, is this the right way? And I kept going. And you know, going, navigating with God sometimes is like that. We think he doesn't know where he's going. But he does. And I learned a lot on that trail. But it's so simple sometimes, but it's so challenging. Because we lack our way. There's a way, a path of purity, and there's a path, my decisions, and there's a path of my way. And we have to deal with that every single day. Every single day. Because look, look at some of the things we have to make decisions on. There's a path that leads to financial purity. Are you going to live in debt or are you going to try to be debt free? There's a moral purity. If you're married, are you going to be faithful to your spouse or you're not? There's a um, relational purity that we deal with in our workplace and also in the church. Are we full of gossip, backbiting, or are we going to be pure with our words? Are we going to follow the crowd that's complaining, or are we going to be the ones that stand out and say, no, this is awesome where we are? How about emotional purity? Are we, you have a chance to either react or respond to something. Someone makes you angry. What do you do? And that's one of those areas we all, I know I do, all the time. Because if I get, like I tell Elder Terry, if I ever get a chance to pull out my Louisville slug, and he's seen it in my office. When we get together for our uh, meeting, sometimes I'm just doing this, and I'm thinking about people. You know, <laughs> sorry, I'm just confessing. You know, <laughs> and then God settles me down, and He's working me on that. Y'all saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm never coming back here." <laughs> Spiritual purity. We have to make a decision on we're going to spend time with God or not. Vocational purity. Your job, ethics on your job. Do you show up on time? Are you cheating the books? Are you shortcutting your results? Are you fully behind your boss? Are you walking with integrity? Those are decisions you have to make. When other people might want to cheat, are you going to cheat? Those are decisions we were faced with every day. Family purity. We're so busy. How much time are you going to spend with the ones you love that love you the most? Those are decisions that are on the path that we make every day. That's why it's this northern and once a week book. And we spend time with God. And everything I just told you is in this book. Everything I just mentioned about how to, how to save money, how to manage money. You want to know how to do that? Go to Joseph in the, in the book of Genesis. Joseph knew how to save for seven years. He saved the nation. 
And there's some principles in that. Every seven years, you notice it. We're doing great. You better put the money in the bank because it's another seven years. We're not going to do so great. And they call it, hey, we're in a recession. We're not. But at least I got money in the bank. But, you know, when an emergency shows up, you need something in that. And you don't go above um, where you're trying to do. So at every fork in the road, there's a path that honors God and simplifies our lives. That's the due north. And there's the other path. We've what we do what's right in our own eyes. And it doesn't, you don't, we don't do well with that. Everyone getting that? That's how important the Psalms is. That's how much important the Bible is. Everything you process, we need to process it through God. We got to get used to getting with him every day on every matter. And getting his wisdom. And here's the thing. If you don't hear anything, don't do anything. Another thing in survival, when they were chasing us down, the second day we... We sit with a guy from Philly. We weren't supposed to make it. I'm from New York. He's from Philly. We weren't supposed to do well at all. Second day, they kind of set us up. You, we're going to get over here to the finish line. You guys are going to be good. And I said, let's go, man. We can get out of here. He said, no, wait, Rich. Wait, 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 wait. Don't smell right. Let's sit down. I said, sit down. We're out of here by 12 o'clock. No, sit down. Let's eat our, bar. let's eat our cereal bars. So we sat down and ate our cereal bars. And everyone else said, let's go. And we heard things popping and, and explosions everywhere. Ah, yeah. Because we didn't hear it. He didn't hear it. He said, stay. And plus the fact, before he came in the military, he had a little trouble with the police. <laughs> so he was, he was pretty good, pretty skilled in how to stay undercover. Not me. I was, I was going to church every day and, you know. <laughs> so we went the other way. And we went off. We got in trouble because we went off the beaten path and we, we still made it. And they got mad because we broke the rag. They made us go back and do it again. But we didn't care because we didn't get captured. And again, because they figured I'll get the New York and Philly guys. They know nothing about the woods. They're all right. But we knew how to hide. Not saying I knew anything about being chased by police. You guys ought to purify your imaginations this morning. Starting to think bad of me. Elder Terry, can we go get the bat? Just kidding. I got a golf club I'm going to get because I need to learn how to play golf. So that's the, the path of purity. The good news is we can stay on the path. That's what takes us into the text. We can stay on the path, on a purity path by, if you look at verse 9, with God's word, by guarding it, living according to God's word, living according to it. How can a man keep his way? By guarding it according to your word, which means living according to the God's word. Whatever it says I want to live by. Not beyond, don't add to, don't take away. Verse 10, not wandering from it. You know, for men, we got, it's hard sometimes to stay focused. But in my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. And how we can stay on the path is not to wander from it. And where you don't wander from it, you make it personal. You make it, you're more committed to it every day. Because what happens is if you spend about three or four days away from it, you're starting to wander from it. 
if it doesn't become a habit, it just becomes a byproduct. And the only time we go to it is when the emergency comes. And I used to train people, the time to want to read is not when the emergency comes. You want to know when, before the emergency comes what to do. The other one, verse 11, says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Storing it, hiding it in our hearts, building upon our li- building our lives upon it, storing what God says about us and for us, and gives direction. Because he has our best in mind. But you have to store it up because you don't ever know when you're going to use it, which is every day. When those decisions come up, if it's stored in you and you have an opportunity to be angry, you'll hear this voice that says, um, angry, anger, a soft answer turns away wrath. Oh, but can I just cheat God, please? I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah, I do. But that comes when the moment comes because it's stored up in my heart. When men, when temptation, or women, when temptation comes, you need something stored up in your heart. If you're on an empty tank, you're in trouble. All those things, finances, your workplace, you need something stored up in your heart about honoring God, being faithful. And when you're faithful and honor God, you'll be faithful, you'll be, you'll be a blessing to your workplace versus a curse. You'll be a additive versus a, something that's attracting. See, I'm talking about practical living now. I'm not talking about this. Just today, every single day, you'll have a decision you have to make, even this afternoon. And you'll have people talk to you who don't have a true north. But you got to let them know where true north lies. And that's in God Almighty himself. Even when you don't understand it. The question, you know, I don't, now I'm I'm quick to say, I don't understand it. I don't know it. But the greatest thing is, he does. So I'll just wait for his answer. And some of those answers I won't get until I go into glory. But I have security that he knows everything. Everyone needs to have a friend that knows everything. I don't know everything. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I know the one who is. Verse uh, 12. Blessed are you, O Lord, teaching me your statutes. No, 12 means remaining teachable. Remaining teachable. There's something new we can learn every day from God. This word is from revelation upon revelation. You read it one way, and you'll, you'll process it that way. He'll speak to you one way. The next couple weeks, you read the same thing, he'll tell you something different. But you got to remain teachable like I know it all. We don't know it all. Don't even try to know it all. If you're married longer than 10 years, you still don't know anything. All the men are scared to say anything. I understand. Been married 27 years. I don't know everything about my wife, and I'm good with that. Because you discover something new all the time. That's what keeps it fun. I thought you liked new cars. I don't like new cars. I thought you liked that car. 
I don't like that guy. And it's fun. Because you get to live out life together, discovering each other new and new, like God. Thirteen. With my lips, I will declare all the rules of your mouth. By declaring it daily, by speaking it, by speaking. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13, I speak it. As I speak it, it, becomes in, it comes into me. It strengthens me. All those things I read every day. Not for me to do it, for all of us to do it. Verse 14. In your way, in the way of your testimonies, delight as much as in all riches. I love this one. Verse 14. We can, we can stay on the path by rejoicing and following it as we rejoice in great riches. As we rejoice, as we receive something so valuable, we can rejoice when we get the word of God and we know, oh my gosh, that's what he's saying? Wow. God, you are so, you guys are still to say so amazing. Because you, what you didn't know yesterday, you know today. Verse 15. I will meditate on your precepts and fix on my eyes. Fix my eyes on your ways. Meditating means this in the Hebrew. I'm not a farmer, but I heard cows like to chew. In my text, they chew the cud. They just chew. And that's what it means, to chew on it. And chew on it. And chew on it. And chew on it. And chew on it. Until it's substance in you. It becomes part of you. Now, the greatest thing we have, if you know the Bible, any way you know God himself, it's the Holy Spirit brings us revelation. If you ever read a passage that you don't understand, you, you stop, you say, God, Holy Spirit, teach me what you're trying to say in this passage. And then you read it again, and you read it again, and he'll give, start to give you understanding. Because the Bible is not really hard. It's just we don't look at it the right way sometimes with the help we have, which is, Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit himself. We get intimidated by it, and we shouldn't get intimidated by it. If you look at the history of the Bible, most of the people he picked were not scholars. None of them. Peter wasn't. All Peter knew how to do is fish, and he became a great leader. Jesus put it down that low so that even the fishermen will get it. And the scholars missed it. Verse 16, by delighting in his decrees, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your words. By delighting in it, in your decrees, having fun. How many like to have fun with God? How many think God is fun? Some of you come to church, I don't want to mess up. God is fun. Because he created us. He has a sense of humor. Believe me. I asked him, you pick me? I wouldn't pick me. What a sense of humor. And he watches me fumble all the time. That's my son. He is getting straight. When I get to heaven, should I make that turn or should I? He says, I don't want to tell you. Just, just worship. Keep quiet. It, God is fun. That's why you come in environments, an uplifting environment. Because the Holy Spirit lifts us up. When you get religious, that gets kind of old. 
How many know that? Praise the Lord. Oh, and you know, you run away from those folks. I did in the military. I said, you know, how you doing? Huh, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm like, I said, can you go to work? Can you get a job? Can you kind of get here on time? You, you're persecuting me. I'm going to fire you. <laughs> oh, I'm being persecuted. No, I'm asking you to, get a, to do your job so you'll be a witness because I don't want none of that. You ever meet some of those folks? Yo, used to be some of those folks, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I was so religious in the very beginning. Throughout all my jazz albums, I was crazy. I was, you don't know, understand how happy I am for digital. Because <laughs> I, I went all over. Where is my albums? Now I have them on digital. I couldn't believe I gave away all those because I wanted to be holy. And then me and Ms. Donna woke up and says, we have become two boring people. <laughs> I said, yeah, I was thinking that, but can I go get my albums back now? And I'm so happy for Apple that you can download all my jazz again. He said, you're not religious. Thank you. That's a compliment. It's a relationship. Yeah, it's a relationship. It really is. You, don't, you know, you take God serious, but don't take yourself serious. Please don't. You'll live longer. And you'll keep your hair. <laughs> I'll get back when I get to heaven. Y'all don't think so. You watch. It'll be a snapshot with an app with an iPhone. <laughs> um, I'm tired. I've been speaking all week, and I'm sorry. We got to end this. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna do, what we're going to do, family, we're going to do communion together. And celebrate our relationship with God. Why are you getting that together? Remember, it is so challenging. This, what I just gave you was a simple message, but it's so challenging because we have a gravitational pull, which is our flesh. It wants to pull us one way or the other. God wants us to go on a pure path and Pure path for him sometimes, for us, is uncomfortable. And we like to go to the place of least resistance. But we need the resistance to build strength. And it can be tough sometimes. Like I said, when I threw my compass up in here in the building, with all the metal studs, I can get a false reading and head the wrong way. My false reading is my emotions. Because my emotions want me to be, I want to feel like this is the right thing to do. And God's word contradicts my emotions, so I always got to make sure I'm due north on the path of purity. Guys, why don't we come forward as you take the elements?